You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have Crichton Hobbs with me, and this time he's going to be talking about his new film, The History That Haunts Us. He's been teasing about this all all. For quite a while, to be honest with you, ever since your last documentary film of How Many Chances, yeah. and you said that you're going to be doing one more interview, so I was to be, I got that one last interview on stereo, and then after that, we moved that over into the audio format, so in case anybody's wondering where they can get that interview, all you have to do is just go on ahead and go down to the audio format of our podcast, and that's where you can find that episode. But Crichton, welcome, I do appreciate uh, you being thank on. You. Yeah, and for everybody watching, John is right. I am the biggest tease out there. <laughs> the way that sounded real bad. That, yeah, that's, that's true, you know. <laughs> well, the good thing for me is I don't have an HR department to where I have to report you for sexual harassment. So right. that's actually a positive. <laughs> right, <So>. yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, well, hi, we everybody that's watching. And thank you for having me on your show, John. It, it's, of course, uh, man. It's fun. This is going to be great. So I'm excited. It definitely is. And you know what? You've been listening to all of the people. You know, you're the eyes and ears of uh, God. I feel like I'm campaigning for you or something. You know, like you're running for mayor. Of uh, oh, no, that's a spoiler. But uh, right. <laughs> but uh, so you know what? Tell me what the people want to know. Okay, so we have a couple of people in the live chat. I'm just going to say hello to them and everything. And if anybody has any questions later on, we'll go on and get to that towards the end of the show but let's see here we have somewhat we have buddy's life he says big c gonna bring it <gasps> bet this is the stuff that makes all the diff that uh when marketing and pr products so i don't know then, who that is then we have karen she says, <gasps> i'm glad i just woke up and now i get to watch it live before i have to go to work i'm so glad that you made this a part of your night and then Stephanie says that she's so she's ready to watch this, and I'm glad that she's making this a part of her night as well. And that's everyone that we have. We also have uh, High Gain High Night uh, throwing up some emojis, throwing up so the gang sign. Signs. You know, I got gotcha. you. I got street credit, Joe. Yo, I got street credit. Watch how many chances you'll know. You know, but. <laughs> But yeah, man, it's it's been it's great. It's been a while since I actually had you on and everything. And I know that we talked about doing this, and not only that, but I also helped you out with a little bit of the screenplay and things like that. I was a part mm. of that. I do appreciate you letting me do that. Oh, it's great. But man, what have you been up to with the filming of this thing? I know I'm in the group and everything, but I don't want to spoil anything that's in right. the group or anything. Right. You're the one that I need to go on ahead and have all eyes on. So tell me what you've been working on. All right. So we have been working for a long time on this and we're talking, but honestly, we're about, I would say 70, 75% there of getting all the filming done. And, you know, like at the current, where we're, that's percentage wise where, you know, what's filmed and this and that and a bulk part of the editing so it's kind of like when i'm not going around filming i'm editing i mean like literally if i'm not doing my regular business with you know the filming making phone calls and stuff like that i'm editing 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 and there has been times and i would say this publicly like literally where i have just laid my head down on the editing desk and slept i mean seriously. i can believe it I, I just slept and then i would sleep power nap i'd wake up go get coffee and go right back at it like working 20 hour days skipping meals just boom 
that's that's how much I am devoted to this, not only film, but not but to the cast and crew because I love them so so much and I love them just as equally as much as I love the fans and my family and my friends. So my what I'm doing, I feel like I'm working for you and I want to give you the best most original thing that either you're going to be like I love it, I want a sequel or you're going to be like did I really just waste an hour over an hour of my life on this? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm sure people are not going to feel that way to be honest oh, with you. Man. Some you do will. a great job. Yeah, well, movies you. are subjective anyways, but they oh, can just yeah. bite the bullet if they don't like it. That's the way I yeah. see it. But I know they watch Hallmark. You know, right? Yeah. Everybody, that's not my favorite <laughs> channel. But anyways, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> but you know, the thing that I have to say is this: like Stephanie says, you are truly dedicated into what you're doing. You're passionate about what you're doing. You care about the cast and crew. The cast and crew. Let me just say this is just fantastic about how they treat you and everything and stuff like that. They treat you like their dad, basically, because they're always right. telling you that you need to go on ahead and rest. You're not you're like me when it comes down to the podcast, to be honest with you. I have people yep. tell me, look, you need to go on ahead, lay off the podcast for a while and I'll tell leave you that, that alone. <laughs> right. You tell me that, but no, it's like a drug, right? It's just our our passion and yeah. our drive that drives us into this certain point. Where it's like, you know what, we have to get this done. This is our passion. This is what we want. This is what we believe in, and everything. And we have to get this finished, or otherwise, we're feeling like that we're letting the fans down, but not only letting the fans down, but also letting everybody else down around us. Right. So, therefore, that's why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, Stephanie, Erica, everybody that might be listening, as you guys do a fantastic job of uplifting each other, just from uh, what I've been watching. I said, uh, I, I know I don't comment much in the group or whatever. I'm basically socially awkward in the group's <laughs> chats and stuff like that, but I do watch. So just seeing you guys uplift Crichton and being there for them and mm-hmm. stuff, uh, him and stuff like that, and you being that, there for them, that's just fantastic. Yeah, It's like a big, huge family that you mm-hmm. that you want on set, and that's just fantastic. Yeah, and, you know, like, you can, you know, it's not like one of them things, because, you know, I've been doing this for a long, many moons, and, um, you know, it, it's very rare where um, that niche of people will come up to each other and just say, I love you. And they really mean it. You know, it's not like you meet somebody at a party and it's like, you know, (laughs) you know, yeah, hook me up. I'll see you on Facebook, you know, and send me a message. We'll do lunch. You know, (laughs) no, we speak to each other and we, we talk to each other like family and we watch over each other. I mean, you know, it's, that's just the way it is. And to have that, it's just in this industry like this, it is such a rare gift. I will say it. It's a rare gift from God, honestly. I agree with it's you. It miracle. is a rare gift and everything. And also, too, when you look at big budget studios and everything like that, I mean, you sometimes hear about clashing. Sometimes you hear about drama mm-hmm. on the set and stuff like that. This person's not getting along with the other person. But this actually is 100% a legit crew that loves you and adores you and feels like family and that's the type of people that you want to be around and you know you know i think that's actually just fantastic to be honest because you don't hear that a lot in the big industries yeah you know that's right yeah i i can't help it i uh god john you brought tears to my eyes man <laughs> i was like hey i'm just being honest man yeah thinking about them and uh, I mean, like, yeah, for real, look, man, you, t- you know, that's a tear, man. I mean, seriously, that, that, and it, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. It, it really is. And I wish that the entertainment industry, I wish there was more like this, more, you know, companionship, more bonding and less drama and less, you know, things like that. I, I think if uh, people who's out there and they're watching this or they make films and stuff like that, you know, try to make it a point to really build a relationship because you know what? Later on down the road, you do another movie and you got a good friendship. Exactly. Why not? You know, I mean, it's like, you know, there's that chemistry, you know what 
you know, and it's like, hey, it's not like walking on set and you're like, I don't know these people, you know, right. <laughs> and it's like you come up to them, you just can hug them and there you're ready to go, you know. And Stephanie also says, I'm so thankful to be part of this movie. You are truly an easy to work with and on an amazing and also to an amazing person to work for. Absolutely was calm and comfortable after months of nervous moments and <laughs> almost backing out. Thank you for being the best at this. Oh, well, and that's I love what, you, Stephanie. Oh, I love her. <laughs> let me just tell you this, Brian, man. I, here's the thing. You're the most humblest guy that I know when it comes down to directing films and things like that. And the way that you actually help some people to calm their nerves and things like that, that's the way you, that's the job of the director. That's the job of the director of trying to get the best performance from their actors right. and actresses. If they're nervous or anything like that, that's not good to be nervous on set. It's not good mm -hmm. to actually walk on eggshells on set. Otherwise, it throws everybody else off balance to so their equilibrium yeah. is like basically they yeah. can't do the job that they need to do. Right. You know? I so mean, yeah. I mean, anytime that an actor or an actress is nervous or on set, you can see it in the film and you should know that John, like you ever right. watched a movie and you're kind of like, yeah, I get the point, but why am I not sold on it? And it's right. nerves, you know, the, the actor or actress was, you know, like they, they just couldn't deep dive and get into what they were supposed to be doing. So, you know, if I know that it takes about 10 or 15 more or 30 minutes even just to make them breathe, relax, or like James Keating, who plays Brian in the history. If I'm like, Dude, go take a power nap. Just go take a power nap. Uh, that's his favorite thing. <laughs> power nap. Yeah, that dude can fall asleep on the street and be like, <laughs> and I'm like, he'll be good in 30 minutes. I promise. And he's good, you know. <laughs> but you know what, though? James is great. It seems like a great guy to be around the energy that he has just based off of what I see on the mm -hmm. set stuff. And also, too. With him and Erica, the dynamic between the two of them is just awesome. Like I said, I watch a lot of the stills. I watch a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, He does an awesome job. They both do. Oh, yeah, they do. It's just amazing. And you can really see it. You know, you can just – both of their performances is just outstanding. Because, you know, Erica and James, they are the two leads in this movie. And they got to carry a lot of the weight on them. You know what I mean? Uh, so they got to carry this movie on with them. So, of course, they want to do the best they can and that kind of thing. And as long as James gets the power nap on, you know, wherever, and Erica <laughs> has an energy drink, we're, they're, we're good to film, you know. <laughs> I'm like, rolling action, you know, they're good, you know. <laughs> exactly. Another thing, though, too, is I know that there was some other things going on around the set and everything from what I've heard and everything, uh, where basically a another actor was trying to make you do things that you don't want to do. Right, right, and everything, and because he thought he was a big Hollywood uh, actor, that he wanted to have these special cameras, he wanted to have all this other stuff for him, and everybody else was just comfortable around each other and everything, and felt like family. It's just that one person that feels like a Loki, where he wants to go cause mischief <laughs> and everything on set, you know. But you know, I if you have that kind of person on set, that's someone that you definitely don't need on on the set. And the last time I checked, you're the director. You're the one who says mm -hmm. what's what goes and what doesn't go. And if that person's requesting X amount of stuff, and then also too with your budget at the way it is, you're you're actually feeding someone that doesn't belong. Yeah. And therefore, you know, and basically that hurts you in a way, and it also hurts the cast and crew mm -hmm. and everything too. But I know that you want to talk about some of this. What, right. tell, tell everybody about this, you, though. Okay, so I want to. I do want to make this public because you know. Um, but I'm going to give a <laughs> a politically correct answer, right? But it's an answer because I feel a responsibility to the fans, to people who supported me all throughout the years, the people I've mentored throughout the years, the people I've worked with, the people I know, 
they want to know what you know about this person who was on the poster and who was supposed to work in there, right? So, according to this individual, he did not. I, I sent him a message, and to make a long story short, I simply told him, I do not believe the quality of our filming and equipment is not to your standards. So, therefore, I resend my offer to you. And I left it at that. And then, of course, he replied, well, uh, he didn't reply ugly or nothing. He just made it, you know, I don't want to get into what he said. But put it like this, you know, it was very unprofessional. Mm -hmm. It was. And... You know, it, he remind that that it reminded me of an old country saying. Um, he's out there scratching with the chickens. Right. Now, if you don't know what that means, you can Google it. I'll do that later. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it kind of reminds me of goes back over to the Bruce Willis and Stallone uh, trouble that they had on the Expendables. Yeah, because let's just put it this way: Bruce Willis has been phoning it in for a while. He's been playing himself rather than playing the character. Yeah. And then get this. Stallone's made him sign a contract. You get this X amount of money. He signed off that X amount of money. During filming, when the Bruce Willis went on ahead and came in and everything, Still, um, he wanted to go ahead and want extra money from Stallone. Stallone said, no, you're not going to get extra money from me. You signed for this amount of money. That's what you get. And that's what you're going to mm-hmm. stick with. If you don't like it, you can go on ahead and hit, hit the door with the sun don't yeah. shine. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what he did. He went on ahead and recasted Bruce Willis' role or just removed that role in general, yeah. that character. Mm-hmm. But still, it goes hand in hand on what you went through. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, your equipment, there was nothing wrong with it. Even I'll ha- I have to own up to that, too. There's nothing wrong with your equipment. Even Stephanie yeah. says there's nothing wrong with your equipment either. Right. It's just that mm-hmm. to his standards... And everything, right. it has to be this top-notch equipment. Uh, yeah, that, and that, yeah. Looking at this person's uh, career and everything, he hasn't played in anything major to where he can actually say that he actually can work with high-quality stuff. <laughs> I'm just going to point that <laughs> out there, John. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because here's the thing. Uh, I'm okay with people making independent film projects. As sure. a matter of fact, I'm an indie project stuff myself and everything in a f- film festival and things like that. Wow. I have nothing against them. They're doing a fantastic job at the yeah. at the film festival that I'm actually a part of. I root for them every single day for them to get themselves known and everything too. But when it comes down to these, this one actor who played in something that was popular in the 90s, and then all of a sudden he's doing like all these B-rated films and not doing anything like on the theatrical level to where you, right. he's on the he's the face the, of yeah. the bill. Yeah, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, and there's a reason why he hasn't made it the way he is after 20 or 30 years. Yeah, yeah, and everything's because of this. You know, yeah. and Randy already, uh, <laughs> she said, I agree with Jeremy Lennon, better keep his nose down. <laughs> but I yeah, say the name, huh? <laughs> right? But yeah, um, but yeah, I pretty much gave her a rough cut of what happened, uh, right? Yeah, and everything, yeah, right. But still, she respects you just like I respect you and everything. Uh, I have sweet. to agree with you, you. Uh, 110% on it, on what yeah. you had to do. Well, and you know, another thing too is, you know, as a director, right, part of your job is to protect your cast, to protect your crew. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. you it, because you've, when you're making a movie, you've, you've got to, you kind of got this, right? So in this circle, you can make your movie of, you know, imagination, (laughs) but you got to protect and make sure that nothing comes in to hurt you and hurt your cast and crew. And, you know, like, I I would say 99% of them, everybody on there, they look at me as dad and, you know, you know, I would be a real crappy dad if I would invite a snake into the house or invite something harmful to us. I'm not going to let it happen. I will not. 
and that is never going to happen with me because you know the way i am and if you've watched how many chances you'll know if i say i love you i mean it that means i will that i will step out in front of a vehicle and and just to save your life and that's the way i feel about each and every one of them um my cast and crew i really do that's that's a great thing to have, Crane. Seriously, I already know that you're one hundred percent. You show what you don't just tell people you love them. You show them with your actions, and actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I can say that I really am happy that I actually have you as a friend, and also to someone that's in this industry that treats people on equal on equality, pretty much on how yeah. everybody is being treated. And I, I love that mm-hmm. about you, to be yeah. honest with you. Thank you. And then you're very welcome. And then Stephanie also says, I have worked with two other directors and nothing, nothing other than lights were different. One camera, one mic and one PA. You're way better prepared. Brian can fit in all the small spaces for what he, uh, for well, uh, cats, well, cast and, you know, pretty much anything that yeah. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, um, it's one of those things, you know, I mean, um, I, I caught like a, the first half of it, but that, cause I froze up. <laughs> yeah. <that's okay. laughs> Probably people are watching. And it's like, why is Creighton making this face? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but um, another thing though, too, is I know there was a WWE wrestler and I, mm-hmm. and I helped, and you also helped him with a lot in his career. His name was Edward uh, Fato. He has, and I know <laughs> yeah. that he, pa- I know he passed away mm-hmm. and everything too. Yeah. His character in wrestling in the WWE was uh, Omaga. I think that's how yeah. you say it. Omaga. Omaga. Yeah, Omaga. Yeah. yeah. And he was in that main event when Donald Trump and Vince McMahon fought. Yeah. But he, but I know he helped you a lot and he, and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah, I can elaborate on that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Because, um, you know, with me, I don't talk about, I don't like bragging about who I've helped, who I've done that. You know, because you hear that a lot. It's like, I've worked with this person. I've done this. And, I, you know, you know, and I've always just been like, you know, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they just like me for me, you know, shooting them to honesty. You know, I've always liked that. Right. So, and, but like Eki, right? Or uh, Edward, Edward Fatu. Yeah, I, I called him Eki. So okay. th- that's who I'm talking about. Uh, Eki, he was 100% Polynesian, right? And um, he would always, he sucked at promo. Like, give him a mic. No good. He couldn't do it. He just could not do it. So I helped him with it. I was like, look, if you don't have to be on the mic, don't do it. But if they do, I was like, pick out one person in the crowd. And then if you're being a bad guy, then go with that just for a little while and then pass the mic on. You know, Uh, I would help him with the stage presence. You know, I would be like, you know. This is what you do, you know, try this, try that. And as he would listen and like when we'd be at his house and stuff like that, eating barbecue, oh, Polynesian barbecues are awesome. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> oh my gosh. As they're, all, they're almost as good as cannolis. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so it's like, that's the way I am, you know, and you know, knowing that the things that he learned from me and when I would see it on WWE and when I talked to him on the phone, I'd be like, I was like, so is it working out? What I, you know, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's working out. Oops. You know, and it, so that, that to me is when I, when I help somebody and I see them spread their wings and fly, you know, and I had a little piece, just a small touch in that. That's what makes me happy. That's what it's like. Even if they just fly for a little while, you know what? Their dream just, they, they touched it and they got it. And that's more than what a lot of people can say. You know? That's true. That's very true. Because, you know, 
I have goals and stuff like that instead of mine for everything I do and things like that. Mm -hmm. So even if I just touch something just for a minute or two, at mm -hmm. least I can say that I had a taste of it. And if that's the taste sure. that I want, I'll stick with it. If not, you know what? It's not for me. I'll just move on and do something else. But that's also sure. the beauty of actually helping somebody else, though, too, mm -hmm. that comes to you and say, hey, can you help me out with this or help me out with that? And then they touch it just for a moment, just for a moment. And then they can choose if they want to do it or not. That's mm -hmm. the great thing about it. And also, too, I have a yeah. saying, too, is this. If I have to brag about what I'm – if that person has to brag about what they're doing, then yeah. you don't need to be doing it at all. Uh, because, exactly. Yep. You know, but, you know, I, I feel like this. People are uh, – humility, people that care about each other, that is something that is missing in today's time right. about caring for people. You care about people. You legitimately care about people. You care about yeah. the staff and crew. You care about me. You care about everybody and everything. And everybody cares about you. It's Thank a 100 100 situation where yeah. you're doing, they care, you care about them 100%. They're going to take care of you 100% because they're family and that's what family does. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. That's to be why. honest. Mm -hmm. So yeah. let's see here. Uh, I know that Penelope House, uh, you're doing something with Penelope House. Can you yeah. please explain that? Yeah. Um, we've uh, updated our website and we've made the announcement, you know, in the history that haunts us.com. Shameless plug. And, uh, <laughs> but like, we are working hand in hand with Penelope House. Now, Penelope House is a place for women and children who has been domestically abused. And who has been mentally, you know, abused uh, as well, you know, from relationships and stuff like that and terrible situations. And we've gotten permission that in the movie we are putting up the 1-800 number, you know, for people in America. And it's like, look, if you're in a domestic abusive situation, call this number. They'll find somebody to come and help you. You know, I mean... Uh, so to me, I think that's a absolutely beautiful thing. Um, now in this, and this is a spoiler, but in this movie, okay, I show some domestic abuse because I just knew in my heart and I knew in my soul that I would bring awareness to this. And also there's another itty bitty spoiler that's coming straight from the horse's mouth, right? You're going to see things of purple. I'm not going to tell you where. That's up to the, the viewer to watch and have fun and see it. But they're going to see purple to represent awareness for domestic violence. So I wanted to put that in there. I like that, to be honest with you. I like that you actually show some type of color to act, color scheme to actually help with domestic abuse and things like that. I'm also too, am actually happy that somebody else is actually doing something about domestic abuse and everything too, because yeah. here's the thing, I, you know me, I'm, I'm a big advocate for mental health, things like mm -hmm. that. I have better help as my sponsor and everything too. Yeah. But you know, it's just good to actually, you know, someone that they can actually relate to is, hey, look, I'm not the only one going through this domestic abuse situation. So now there's actually help. I can actually seek help, not have to hide it and not feel embarrassed mm -hmm. about it at the same time. So right. that is a beautiful thing. And also, too, to have a color scheme in there just to have yeah. that in there is just awesome to actually mm -hmm. see that. Because I can believe it or not, I did see the behind the scenes part with the domestic violence part but I didn't see the effect yet or anything like that, but I can imagine right. how that's going to be played out. Mm. And that's just mm -hmm. going to be amplifying more to that violence that that character is going to be going through. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's actually pretty cool that you would actually have something like that in your film to actually represent yeah. domestic violence. Right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're just all happy, ecstatic, uh, being able to work with Penelope House and create awareness against domestic abuse and show, you know, there's help out there. And we're going to, you know, if, we, if everybody at the History That Haunts Us can have a little, 
you know, help, a helping hand, you know what I mean? That's great. That's what I love. I, I love it. So we're honored to work with them. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Thank so you. you're very welcome. So now I know that you have a little bit of a filmography on your, on your chest and everything too, on what you do. But my question is this, you've made films for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious about something here. Why have you not taken credit for some of the movies that I know you have worked on? <laughs> okay, so I'm one of those people where if I help you with something, I'm doing it because I want to do it. It's out of my heart, right? Uh, and I would much rather see you succeed versus me get credit. You know, um, my credit is where, you know, it's. <laughs> I've always made a joke you know, around my, you know, mom and dad, and she, they would fuss at me and be like, why don't you get credit for this? And I said, well, if they ever become rich and famous, they're going to invite me over for Thanksgiving and I'm going to clean them out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, boy, they're going to feed me till I puke, you know? So it's, but that's just me joking, but I don't ever expect anything because my joy is where, I get to see them succeed. And, you know, that's why I like these other celebrities uh, in which I was nervous about with how many chances. Like, I now left them up on YouTube, like when they endorsed me, just those, a couple of them, you know, that they endorsed me. I have a running history somewhere, you know, with them. And we all email and chat and, you know, that kind of thing. And other people as well. But they know that I'm good to my word. And it's like I can call them at any time. And I'll be like, you want to work on a movie? You know? <laughs> and they would be like, what are you making? I don't know. You got to tell me your weird ideas, Creighton, first. You know? <laughs> it's like, like, you come up with some strange things. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, but that's the way it is. And, you know, they understand that kinship. But anyway, that, that's me. That's why I don't have, like, this gargantuan IMDB thing. The only thing, I, the only reason I got it up there right now, to be honest with you, is, yeah, when the documentary came out, um, there was a few people that played extras in it you know that done reenactments and stuff like that and i wanted to help their career that's the only reason i got an imdb i could care less me personally right I, because, but i put right. it up there so they could have reference and that would make them feel good and and you know what i'm glad i've got one now because now i've got gobs of actors and actresses <laughs> that i can add on there be like that's great though man because it actually helps you i know that imdb is a great source whenever it comes down to looking at other actresses independent actresses actors and stuff like that in this industry but you just never know once you open up that account on how many doors it could actually kick open for you you know right that's right you never know you never know so and to me i'm like you know that that's why I hope it makes sense. Did that? Did I make sense, or did I confuse? Yeah, you? no, okay. no, no. You didn't confuse me at all. Okay, uh, I hope I didn't confuse any of your, you know, listeners or viewers. I mean, like no, this no, guy's, no. this guy's as crazy as the Mad Hatter. You know, <laughs> well, you might be, but you know, but well, still made sense. Uh, yeah, I'm, I write all kind of weird stuff, you know. <laughs> but still, um, though, you, yeah. you made a lot of sense, though, on what you, why you, um don't take credit and everything. And I think that's good though, too. You're all about helping other people. We talked about that before, you know, and I Mm -hmm. think that that's actually great that you want to help other people rather than help yourself sometimes and everything and give them the credit versus giving yourself the credit and everything. It's so easy for us to give us the pat on the back and everything. I'll give yourself on the, on the back and everything. Yeah. Instead of giving credit to the other people that actually help Mm -hmm. you be better for yourself and everything. Mm -hmm. So that's actually a great thing to have. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And uh, let's see. There's also something else I wanted to bring up too, though. I know that 
Brad Arnold, the lead singer of Three Doors Down, yeah. was a little nervous and everything, and you helped him out. <laughs> so yeah. I would like to actually know what you elaborated with him about, because I never yeah. knew that you were this big rock star kind of guy where you were going around helping people yeah. with their cinematography <laughs> or their uh, their music and everything. So I'm kind of curious about what you told him. <laughs> okay, so when he first got him Three Doors Down, first got signed with Universal Studios, right? Uh, you know, I always... Okay, so before he got signed, he was the drummer. So he didn't really get out in front of the people like when he was doing it before, you know, he signed. So when he got signed, they was like, no, you got to perform. And he was like, he's like, I, I just drum and sing, you know, and, and I'm like, oh, God. So he called me and he was like, Creighton, I don't, I don't, you got any ideas or what to do? And so I was like, OK, show me, show, you know, and I. It wasn't that good. I ain't gonna lie. It wasn't that good. <laughs> it Who did a better job though as the PR? Would it be the uh, person from WWE, or would it be the, uh, or would it, who had the better performance, Brad Arnold or the Brad, WWE? Brad, honestly, <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I swear to God, he's like he. I swear to you, he's like Erica and James, right? When when they do their first take. I look. I give him the look, like, uh, God, we're gonna uh, no, okay. And usually, I have to come over to Erica and be like, "Hun, don't look so angry, you know. <laughs> don't be so mad looking, dear, you know." And then I'm like, "James, do you need a nap, you know?" And he's like, "No, I'm good." And I'm like, "All right, you know." And so, like. Uh, you know, that's, but like, but with Brad, that's the way he was. But after about that third or fourth time of him practicing, it was like putting on a sock. You know, it really was. You know how you can just put on socks in the morning and get up and go? That's right. the way it was. And he, j it just stuck and it went in his brain. And when he went out there to perform, he just got better and he got better and he had crafted more. And then he started making more money and, he started taking advice from, I guess, I don't know, whoever it is. But, you know, <laughs> when you become, you know, the rich, rich rock star, you can blow money on all kinds of stupid things. I'm like, right. He called me. My God, he called me at three in the morning. I picked up the phone. I was like, hello. And he's like, hey, man, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm sleeping. What do you want, Brad? You know, and he was like, I'm playing video games with Puff Daddy. I don't care. And I was like, man, yeah, quit calling me this. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Most people are like, why would you do But That's why I call. You know, he knows he's probably laughing, you know. Right. No. As a matter of fact, I, of fact, I actually got to see Three Doors Down about three years ago. So, Oh, three and three. Yeah. 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 <laughs> three, I want to say maybe about three or four years ago. I, I have yeah. to say, Brad has gotten better since the last time we saw yeah. him. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, it's and also too. It actually, when we come down to the performance level and stuff like that, you want in order for you to step out into the open, you have to have it to where people will believe that's who you are. Yeah, and everything because if you don't separate yourself from yeah. that character or or vice versa, yeah. you're just playing yourself, and therefore it can take people out of it because of the mm -hmm. fact that they're you're not believable enough. Right, and everything that's right. too. But yeah, and, I, you know, the, another reason this movie, yeah, like, and what, what you're saying relates to what I'm fixing to say is like, you know, when you do them, when Hollywood does a movie, you know, you don't get to, you will sort of sometimes if you're at that, I mean, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. I can see you. You're can good. You hear me? Yeah. I'm I can here. hear you. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. It's like, he's back, you know, <laughs> Wi-Fi, you know, but, uh, when a, an actor or an actress, right, it's like a little on and off switch. They got to turn it on to pretend, right? And then when it's like, that's a wrap, that's, a, you know, a wrap for the scene or whatever, they got to be able to turn it off. And because, and it's kind of a tricky 
thing because sometimes you'll do a scene and you like if an actor or an actress and any director will tell you this, you know, we're all human. We all have souls, right? And it'll tear you up because you've got to sometimes take your mind and your heart to a dark place to make those tears and to give that reaction to make it believable. And like, there's some directors too. I mean, I've seen it. I have seen it in my years. They'll make the actor and actress sit there for an hour crying just so they can get that one magic money shot for 10 seconds. And it's, it's horrible. I mean, like I, I don't me. Oh my God. You know, I'm, I'm a softy. I'll cry. You know, I ain't gonna lie. The eggs. So, <laughs> I, I think I will too. To be honest with you, and not only yeah. that, but you know, that's like uh, Steve Sharippa from uh, The Sopranos, for instance. His his uh, wife winds up dying on the TV set on the uh, yeah. on the show, and he actually had to actually think of a memory to where he could cry. Mm-hmm. And everything, and therefore they had to do about four or five different takes, I believe, just to get yeah. that one scene. To get that one thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything. Yeah. So, yeah, separating yourself from the character is a hard thing to do, it and is. also too, and then trying to come back from what you did, and then calm yourself down. That's also another level of acting that is mm-hmm. part of that too. Yeah, and see, like that to me, there's the distinct difference between Hollywood corporate, I should, I guess you would say, and independent. Okay. Now, now when I say independent studios, of course, to each their own, they, you know, everybody has their favorite style of clothes is the way I look at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some, some studios are very seventies and flamboyant and then some are very, you know, uh, old school, you know, but, most of the time when you work with indie and someone has to do a scene like that, your support is there. You're the people that you know has got your back, the people that love you, that will be there. And it's like, you need an hour, go take it. I don't care, you know, but when you're with corporate, they're like, be back. Call time is 30 minutes. Yep. You know, you're like, Thanks, pal. I just had to think of somebody I love that passed away. You know, I got 30 minutes to come back and do a, you know, a dildo scene. Thank you, prick. You know, you know, I mean, <laughs> the, I, I'm telling you, yeah, uh, you know, right, exactly. This is why I don't get along with Hollywood people, you know, the Hollywood scene. Yep. <laughs> I, I You're in the wrong industry. We're doing dildo talk. Yeah, I, I, I call it straight with them. <laughs> right. But this is why I'm good with independent doing my thing because people who work with me, they know I'm going to protect you. I'm going to help right. you. And I'm going to do what I got to do to make this not only good for everybody filming it, but for everybody that's going to watch it. Because you know what? If you're going to pay good money that you went out there and worked and earned. I'm going to give you the best and I want you to enjoy it and forget about life for two hours. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Unless you're like a Christopher Nolan or someone right. like that, studios will actually give you creative control because they actually mm-hmm. saw what you established or James Wan, for instance, they see yeah. what you actually established and therefore they're going to give you more creative control. But sometimes corporates will be like, you know what? We don't want to go down this direction or, any, or anymore. Before you know it, they're looking for another director. And also, too, budgets and stuff like that also happen every single day in the industry as well. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. with the director, Andy Muschietti, he came in there after another director wanted to direct it. There was going to be this other director who was going to wanted a shot in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. And the studio said, no, absolutely not. We're not going to have this shot in New York. It's going to cost millions of dollars to sh- just to shut the roads down, basically. You're right. Because, yeah. And the director said, no, it's got to be in New York or else I'm not doing the film. So guess what? They went on and said, see ya. So they got Andy Muschietti to go on ahead and do the Stephen King, both Stephen King's It movie. So that's why they did yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's fair game on both levels when you look sure. at it from different perspectives. But mm-hmm. also, too, 
with being an indie director in itself, you have more creative control control over right. your your audience through everything, through the marketing, yeah. through the way that you want to actually let the audience perceive things, and also too the way that you want to actually do a scene. Whenever maybe Holly was like, you know what, we yeah. need to cut that scene out because guess what, it's going to cost us this much money to do it. Perfect yeah. example is Forrest Gump. They didn't want to have that big, huge running scene with Forrest Gump. Yeah. and everything mm -hmm. so therefore yeah, they right. actually had to go undercover to actually right. do that running scene and the next thing you know paramount pictures actually caught on to it and said hey look what's up with all these people running and everything we don't have that budget for it but after a while yeah. they actually went on his okay you know what you guys can have it but still it you want to be yeah and it right. paid off for them they, they made millions among millions <laughs> exactly <laughs> But that's my point, though. You need to have, with indie directors and indie actors and actresses, you need to do what's best for you and your, right. and your actors and actresses and everything, and you care for them. And there wouldn't be this one-on-one -on -one time like you would get with these big-budget studios compared to a smaller indie film and everything. And that's something that I feel like is missing yeah. is you're missing the interaction with a director. You're missing the interaction and getting to know somebody. It's pretty much like, yeah, I did the job, and that's it, and move on to yeah. the next job. And see, and that's something, uh, you know, I can't even tell you how many directors that I know. And that's what it is. They're like, this is a job. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, if it's just a job, then you're in it for the money. Sorry, pal. You know, I mean, you're not in it for the love, you know, and you might have great, wonderful talent, but. When you love something, it's kind of like cooking. You know, when somebody gives you a homemade cooking and they put love in it, you can taste it. You can taste that yes. love, that soul food, right? Right. But you go to, you know, somebody cooks you homemade fried chicken with tournament greens and they cook you some love soul food, right? Or that Italian food. Yeah. That Italian oh, food dish. yeah. But or, like, gra like my grandmother used to make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but then you go to KFC and you pick up the same exact thing. You're like, you eat it, and then it's like an hour later. You're like, why am I still hungry? Right. Or you have a Karen who just puts uh, raisins in their uh, potato salad when they don't doesn't need to have raisins in the potato right. salad. It just <laughs> tastes bland. Your stuff tastes bland, so therefore you're going to go on ahead and fill it with something else, and that's exactly right. what you don't need when it comes down to certain yeah. aspects of the film industry and everything, mm -hmm. because it could feel generic. It could feel bland yeah. and everything, and I've actually witnessed a movie that I watched recently and everything, and it was very bland. Bland, yeah. It yeah, was like yeah. there's there's no layers to, that, to mm -hmm. a character that I watched. Right. And yeah. it felt very one note, no layers to him at all. Yeah. And I'm like, I've seen this movie before. This is just Crank with a female actress. And that's, <laughs> that's all it is. And there's no meat to digest to where you say, you know what? I'm hungry for more. I want to see what develops with this character. I want to care about this character. Let me yeah. be glued in, dialed into this character. No, it's just very bland on some aspects mm -hmm. of certain movies. Right. Watch. Oh, yeah. And, ooh, yeah. The, like, there's, there's, um, some directors out there and they uh they I, they literally shoot a movie in one day speaking of that i wanted to i wanted to ask you about that what oh. okay what was this i'm hearing about you can shoot a movie in one day the movies oh. that i've been seeing get this the movies i've been seeing on the uh independence film festivals that i'm actually at i know it takes longer than one day to do all the visuals that they have to do <laughs> and right so <laughs> tell me about this Okay. <laughs> oh my God. So there are actual people. They call themselves, you know, and they are directors. I, you know, if you're behind the camera, you're a director, I guess. Or just, you got nothing else to do, I guess. I don't know. I can't figure out the logic. But they make movies, a 45 minute or hour long movie, in one day. One day. Now, now, granted, when you see these movies, it's kind of like one-liners. You know, it's like, hi, how are you? I'm doing great. That's wonderful. 
would you call Billy Bob? No. Let's go get barbecue instead. You know, there's no, no I mean, it's like cut dry, cut dry, cut dry. It's a complete one-liner movie. Or and it, then if there's like, well, we don't have any more dialogue, so let's just get this person humping a tree, you know? Or it's like it's craziness, and it's like they have these. I I think what they're doing is they're just grabbing for anything and throwing it out there and hoping whatever they make sticks, you know, that they'll have a one-hit wonder. I mean. But I can't hear you, Zara. I said, even Velcro has its limits on sticking to things. After a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really falls off. <laughs> yeah, it will fall off. Yeah, there's some of them that they shouldn't even yeah, been put right. up, honestly. And, yeah, and I can understand, like, being in a hurry. If you're on a timeline or deadline, you know, that's understandable. But, God almighty, take some time. Because if you would just, you know, shoot the film in like two days, it would probably be a heck of a lot better, honestly. Right. Not only that, but it also shows no effort into what you're doing. None. And no passion, no drive. All you're doing is filming something. Hopefully it sticks. Maybe somebody will grab it. But what are they grabbing onto is the main thing. What's your main focus point on what they're grabbing and trying to get? Because if you're doing that kind of dialogue, you're not going to get anything out of it. And what's so hurtful is that, you know, there's so many actors and actresses out there that's just so thirsty for doing anything, right? They're just looking for for anything that they can put on IMDb and their demo reels and stuff like that, right? So they can move on to bigger, better things. So they'll take these things, you know, they'll take these one-day shoots, but what they don't realize is that it hurts them because look, you put that on the demo reel casting director will be like, wait, that's that person that did this movie in one day. Nope. Yeah. Right. Cause chances is that dialogue no, no, that they have. No, casting, right. Like, you know, well, yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's just like that dialogue is just not going to flow the way that it needs to flow, especially if it's just a one-note di- kind of dialogue, like you yeah. mentioned. It's not going to st- stick its landing mm-hmm. at all. No. And that's not good because no. then, like you said, it's not going to make the directors work with them or anything like that. They're hoping that they can yeah. get something done, but how can you get something done if you're having something on a one-note kind of thing? Right. And, you know, I, I mean, it's hilarious to me you know, to watch stuff like that. I mean, because, I mean, yeah, some parts of it are good, you know, and I'm like, but it's like, why? I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody does. So my other thing before we close out and everything too, I was wondering too, what other stuff do you have that you wanted to talk about with the history that haunts us? Well, okay, so... For those of you who may or may not know, all right, I'll give the synopsis. You know, basically, there is a character, Brian, who is played by James H. Keaton. Keating, sorry. Uh, sorry, Brian. And uh, <laughs> I'm apologizing <laughs> to the character. Sorry, Brian. You know, <laughs> my God. And then there's Jennifer, who is played by Erica Green. And she is like my daughter i'm not gonna lie she is i I look at her as my daughter and they are both phenomenal in this movie but anyway uh brian and jennifer they are jennifer is a medium but she's not like a full-fledged straight up medium you know what i mean she you're going to see how powerful she does become. And there's a lot of twists. There's a lot of turns in this. I'm not giving away spoilers, but I'm going to give you a taste. Like John said earlier, I'm a tease. And, uh, oh, I made that sound sexy, didn't I? <laughs> You're getting over here. Okay, yeah. All right. So, 
you get to see this character build up. Right. But you're also going to be introduced to other characters. It's like going to be a story within the story. And you're going to, once you, hopefully, if you're not confused, (laughs) then by the end of the movie, this is what I hope as a director, that you have the overloaded and that you're going to sit there and watch it with somebody and y'all could sit there from talk for about three hours saying, did you see that? It's going to be one of those movies. And the other person is going to be like, no, there was an Easter egg in there. Where? And then you're both going to have to go back the next day and watch it. And even after two people watch it together, y'all meet up with your friends. They're going to have a whole new perspective of things. So if it's a movie like that, like I've made a Game of Thrones type movie, you know what I mean? Where there's just so much you can clinch to and grab at and say, this is my favorite. This is, you know, I feel like I've done my job. Exactly. And you know what, though? I feel like that's what is missing nowadays, too. Speculation, which is what Mm -hmm. I said yesterday and the review I did for Alone. Because here's the thing. We're being we're at this uh, time now where everything has to be explained to us. Right. We can't use our imaginations because guess Mm -hmm. what? We want things to be spoon fed to us or other audiences want things food spoon fed to them. Yeah. But Here's the thing. I like speculation. I like using my imagination. I don't like something that has to be explained to me. I like a director right. that knows its audience and also mm-hmm. to not only know his audience, but also not to make them feel like they're dumb to where it's like, oh, well, you remember this scene right, right. here? Well, guess what? We're going to show you back that that scene. No. Let that scene be that scene and let us move mm-hmm. on and let us fo- let's have that mystery aspect to where we can speculate yeah. even further down the line mm-hmm. to where that one thing represents it back over to that other scene that we can rely on our own selves to reflect back on. Right. I agree. Yeah. And see, and that's where my influence from Alfred Hitchcock comes in. You know, leave it to the hey, imagination. Alfred Hitchcock is great. <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, he never went to film school and neither did I. And here you I go. am, you know, and it, you're doing great, man. You're doing a fantastic job of what you're you. doing. You have a great, you have great people. You have great people around you that surrounds you, that cares about you and loves you and everything. Um, is there anything else that you want to mention before we close out? Um, I just want to tell everybody who's watching that we are getting close to finishing it. And once we're finished, It'll be out to the whole wide world for everybody to see and watch. I would say something that's totally original, something you're not going to expect, and something that you're going to probably have to watch twice, because why? It's only the history that haunts us that could do it. That needs to be in the trailer, to be honest with you. That little little tag at the end needs to be at the end of a trailer or something, because you sold it and everything but here's the thing where can everybody follow you at if they want to follow you um they can go to our website www.thehistorythathauntsus and we've got the links to facebook and instagram and i don't know all the other stuff Uh, but basically i i know facebook I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Facebook, you know, it's like, <laughs> basically you guys can go over to the history that haunts us on Facebook and everything and follow Crichton the over website. there and the, and website, the website too. <laughs> and the website too. <laughs> and the website as well. So with that being said, guys, do us this one big favor, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. Also too, on the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little bell there that lets you guys not- get notified whenever I'm go- doing something live, which is pretty much, daily that i do shows and everything but another thing too is you guys can go on ahead and and follow me underneath facebook at movie lovers tv lovers unite over there and then of course on instagram i need the same brand name and on pinterest as well but if you want to go on ahead i teamed up with two blur girls podcast to donate some money towards uh the people that lost their homes in louisiana and stuff like that 
And so all the proceeds, if you get yourself a sense, it goes over to the victims and people who lost their homes from Hurricane Ida. So, yeah. but if you guys want to, if you guys want to show me some love as well, just go on ahead, donate five, five, maybe $10 towards us. Just keep the lights here on here at Movie Lovers Unite. All you do is just go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. And that's how you can donate five to $10 over there. But a simple like, a simple share goes a long way. And also subscribing yeah. goes a long way too. I think, thank you a lot, Miss Shirley, for saying that you enjoyed my show. That means a lot to me. That's Crichton's mom. That's my mama. Yeah, that's your mom. <laughs> Talking about dildos in front of your mom. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> Shame. Yeah. Just, just You're grounded Shame. by the end Yeah, of this. right. But, but anyways, guys, if you guys want to go on ahead and get my audio-only podcast and everything, you guys can go on ahead and rate that at Apple Podcasts and wherever you guys get your podcasts from. But here's the thing. Go over to Good Pods and everything. If you like listening to podcasts or if you're a podcaster yourself, Go over to Good Pods and everything. Give us a rate rating over on Good Pods and tell us what you think. As a matter of fact, we can actually see the comments that comes in. If you don't like something you don't see, I can actually go on ahead and try to do a better job than what I'm doing. Then also, too, go on ahead tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. I'm actually going to be doing an interview with an independent actress and everything too and things like that so go on ahead and get your fill over there of course you guys can go on ahead follow me underneath all the other places on twitter at movie lovers unit email me at movie lovers unite at gmail.com and that's everywhere you can reach me at it's been real it's been fun i can't wait to do this again thank you Crying, for joining me oh, thank you you're welcome anytime and have a good night everybody